0: And welcome to Rehim This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family. I'm so happy you are joining me today on jrootradio.com. Wow, and you've waited. Yes, you've waited. I apologize this morning I was coming from afar. That's the truth. I was coming from afar. Thought we'd make it on time, but traffic, or I should say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the truth. We all know how it is. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, decided otherwise. So I'm thinking, are they going to, yeah, my audience waits for me at 11. Oh, no, they're all just going to, whatever. I'm like, you know what? Gansu there's a reason for everything. is in charge. This is a live show. This is a live show, August 11th. We are in the midst of the nine days. You know, you might be hearing this on Monday night. Yeah. You might be hearing this on Monday night, which means that Tisha B'Av is over for you. It's over and you're listening to a show. So I'm thinking now, okay, so what do I do? Because I'm going ha- to do this live. Mir Hashem, August 11th. This is like, Mom, it's right before Tisha B'av. We're right before Tisha B'Av. On the other hand, I'm going to have a Monday night show. They're going to replay this. And I'm going to have a Tisha B'av show played on Monday night. Then I'm like, you know what? Actually, if you're hearing this on Monday night, oh boy, oh boy, you can really gain. You most definitely can really gain. Yes, we're going to be talking a little bit about Khob Mesa Mikdash. Of course, we're going to be talking about the 90s a little bit. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as a HaShem Yisbarach, you listen to this show, you're going to gain even if you hear it on Monday night. For those of you who are new listeners, and I'm saying this while I'm just loading my computer, but I will tell you like this, and that's like this. What we try to do here is try to empower you, give you skills and tools to connect or reconnect with your spouse. We do this not only using the social science perspectives, but what we do is we use the Torah as our baseline. And that's really, I'm telling you, the only way, the only way to have a successful marriage I don't care if you have non-Jewish neighbors who have a great marriage. It's, you know, it's possible they do, I'm not saying. It is possible, but I'm telling you they're using Torah tools and skills. They might, they might know, they might not know it. These are all deep-rooted skills and tools. Now, I, I, I want to say something. I, I just want to start today's show. I heard this fascinating, fascinating ma'aral I want to share with my audience. As I'm just loading the page up here, okay. Like this. We all know there's a, you know, okay. I, everybody knows the Gemara Yuma that the second base of Mikdash was destroyed because of sinas Khinam Everybody knows that. You know, I it's, might Gemara Yuma, but Gemara brings down that what? That the reason for the korban, the destruction of the second base of Mikdash, was because of sinas Khinam The first base of Mikdash, the reason for destruction is what? Is because of the three cardinal sins, right? About Zorah, Giloy but the second base HaMikdash, and remember, I said this last week, is actually a Gemara Yerushami that says that every generation that has not built, rebuilt the base HaMikdash in their times, it's as if you destroyed the base HaMikdash. Hold on, you people who are listening to this Monday night. Hold on, hold on. What I'm saying to you is that we all know, it's because of Sinas we all know, we spoke about this last week as far as what our mission, our primary mission to rebuild the base HaMikdash is to implement Ahavas what is Ahavas literally means, Chinam? literally means love that is free love that is unjustified and I gave you a lot of examples last week of how you can do this in your own home you don't have to go out to work you don't have to go to the base marriage to do this you can do this in your own home the opportunity the opportunity comes up if you're married if you're listening to me and you're married I'm telling you today you have had the opportunity for Ahavas you really do. The Maral says something fascinating. I was like, so blown away by this. I'm like, okay, i got to share this with my audience. Do you realize that the reason the first space Hamikdash was actually built in the first place, you know why it was built? The reason the first space image was built was S'chus Avos. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. That's why it was built, because of their S'chus. And it was actually destroyed because of the three cardinal sins, which was sort of connected the schus of the three of us. The second base Hamikdash was actually built on the merit of the schus of B'nai Yisrael themselves. And when I say the schos of B'nai Yisrael the maral actually explains it, talking about the achdus the unity the oneness of Klal Yisrael. That's what it was built. So then it makes so much sense. You know why the second base Hamikdash was destroyed? The maral explains that the second base Hamikdash was destroyed because because, uh, it's morale, it's a Gemara and Gittin that says, 'cause will start off with Kamsa and Barakamsa he says, you know what, Kamsa and Barakamsa why use the word Kamsa, you don't even know if it's a real name you know what, Kamsa, Kamsa is like a Kmitzah, when you take something, when you, like for example when you're, uh, for the ladies who, some of the ladies actually listening to me right now might make, be me making challah, right if you're making challah, you're being mafrish challah, you're, sort of, like you're chala, you separate a portion of the challah, you take it away so what you're doing is you're, you're in essence making a separation. Right? Kmitzah. What's Kmitzah? Kmitzah is a separation. And that's why the Lashon, when I'll explain, that's why the Lashon, a Kamsa a Bar Kamsa. It was because of a Kmitzah. It was because of a separation. Do you hear this? It was because of a separation that the second base of Middash was destroyed. But now it makes so much more sense because that's why it was built in the first place. The only reason the second base of Middash was built is because of the unity the moral explains, because Claudius Yisrael was beechod, was one, and then, when we started separating, when we started separating the Bnei Yisrael, and became different factions, the Chulah, that's when, the second base of Amikdash. as a matter of fact, if you look at the history, of uh, the second base of Amikdash, it, it it's horrible what happened, there were so many inner fights, there were so many, so much machlokes, whatnot, and this, was the reason of the destruction, so, okay, Rabbi Greenfield, great, Great. I'm listening to this on Monday night. What, okay. You know what? Guess what? You, all of us, can bring back the the, the binyan base Mish. We could we could rebuild the third base midash. And when I say rebuild, Rabbi Weinbach, I think, actually explains that. Rebuilding, you could rebuild it right now. Right now, because the third base mish is actually in Shemayim, as if to say. We don't know what that means, but it's not going to be built here on earth. It's going to become already pre-built. You know, by the way, you ever see the, these trucks that carry these pre- built houses. They just like literally carry a whole house, take it to wherever it is, and then it's like, maybe they put two or three people stay and you had a small house. Okay? you know That's the way the third base HaMikdash, the third base hamikdash that it's going to come down from Shemayim. And every time we do Avas Chinam, that's when we are pretty much, we are pretty much rebuilding the third base HaMikdash. So Rabbi Greenfield, sounds great! But okay, what does my marriage have to do with all this? Hello, what do you mean your marriage has to do with this? This is your marriage. I mean, first of all, let's let's stop a second. Where are you listening to me right now? In your car? Okay, if you're in your car, then you might not be able to relate right now. But if you're in your house, if you're listening to me, if you're listening to the show in your house, do you know that your house like could be a mikdash mat? Your house could be a small base of mikdash. The shkina could come down and rest in your house, and it's like as if to say a small base of mikdash. Really, how is that? You know how that is? Every time there is Shlemus, every time there is a Chibur, there's a, there's a connection, there's unity in your house between husband and wife, that's when the Shekhinah is present. It's as if to say, in, Shmat, in your own house. And the Gemara in Yavamus actually says, someone, in order to, to, to get bracha, actually, someone, okay, I don't know if to mention his name now or not, but he did send me, he sends me beautiful emails, and uh, he sent me an email. Amar Abi Chalafta, that what? That, and I'm going to quote it for you in a second. It's Khazal Chazal. That, uh, hold on here, let's see where we are. That what? That, in order for us to have bracha. Listen to this, and I'm actually going to quote it. And I thank him. Amar Abi Shimon Ben Chalafta, Baruch Hu Bracha Reb Shem says, HaKadosh Baruch didn't find a vessel that holds blessing for B'nei Yisrael Ella Shalom, only Shalom. As it says in Tehillim, HaShem Ozlamo Yitain, HaShem Yivareich Isamo va'shalom Do you hear this, ladies and gentlemen? You're going to tell me you have no problems in your life? Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? I don't think there exists a person today who doesn't have challenges, doesn't have problems, especially in the front community. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about, you know, terrible, terrible things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stress. I'm talking about being challenged with different things, whether it's money for the men, whether it's shalom, whether it's, it, it's, it's Chinuch, the children. This is so much stress. And what do we want? We want bracha. That's all we want. We ask Hashem, Hashem, can you just give us bracha, Hashem? Just give us some bracha, Kashbachu. Right? Same bracha. We, 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 we're constantly asking for blessing. Well, you want blessing? you have to create the Kli you have to create the vessel that's what Chazal tell us And when you get married you want blessing in your house start working on your Shalom bias do you hear me? I, I'm not trying to muster anybody out I'm just, I'm just like you know standing on shoulders of giants over here these are Gemars these are Chazal the second Beit of Middash got destroyed for this exact reason for what? for the fact that there was no Shalom that's it there was just no Shalom and when there's no shalom, there's no cleat. there's not machzik bracha. The basement just got destroyed. That's how it got. That's how it became built in the first place. So now you want bracha in your home. Now you want. What do you want? You want money. You want. You want to get along with your relatives. You want your children to grow up to be talmid chachamim, and if not even talmid chacham, you just want. Today it's like I just want my children to be Ne Torah, right? <laughs> Who's thinking about talmid chachamim? I mean, look what's going on out there. We would love that. Well, you know what. Work on your shalom bias, and you know what else you should prevent? Prevent sinas chinam in your house. Now, okay, let me stop for a second here. This is important. I just said something which was pretty striking, and that is sinas chinam in my own house. I mean sinas chinam. I thought was and bar kamtze, This whole story where he ended up in, in in this party. He invited the wrong person. For those of you who don't know about the story, by the way, because I know we have all sorts of people in this crowd. For those of you who don't know this story, what it is basically is that uh, there was an individual who pretty much uh, made a big party. Actually, I'll give you a little more details. Um, Just, you know, in short here. Pretty much like this. What happened? The Gemara tells us that there was an unnamed man who who was an enemy of Bar Kamta, but he was friendly with Kamta. So he sent his servant to invite Kamsa to a banquet, but the servant mistakenly invited Bar Kamta. So when Bar, Bar Kamtza came to the affair, the furious host demanded that he leaves at once. So embarrassed, the guy said, okay, I'll pay for my own meal. And that didn't work. No, sorry, you got to leave. He says, so I'll pay for half the cost of the whole banquet. That didn't work. So, and there was a bun in place, other people, and everybody remained quiet. And then ultimately what happened was, Um, Kamsa pretty much went and he slandered he pretty much went out to the Roman authorities which began the course of events it ended with the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash so where did it all start? it all started with Sinas Chinam so you might be thinking to yourself now Rabbi Greenfield one second stop Sinas Chinam in my house because I get into a fight with my wife, that's in asking What do you mean? She, I get into a fight. I don't just get into fights. I get into fights because she deserves it. I mean, she really annoys me, or she really gets on my nerves. I told her a million times that uh, you know, when I come home, that, that I'll wait a couple of minutes for the meal, but I'm starving. I want the meal to be ready, and then it's never ready. Especially on Shabbos, I come back from shul. So, uh, of course, I'm sorry. I Get upset. Of course, I get upset. <laughs> of course, I get upset. She deserves it. She deserves it or my husband deserves it. Why? Because I told him that I need to go shopping for the kids. They just came back from camp, and they're bored here all day, so I have to get them whatever I have to get them, and he doesn't leave me money. I told him to leave me money. I'm sorry. Of course I get upset. Should I get upset. He doesn't listen to me. I shouldn't get upset at my husband. I shouldn't get upset at my wife. So, I'm sorry. Fear is fear. That's not sinas That's not sinas That's different, that sinas chinam, Rabbi Greenfield. Don't, don't say senas chinam. You're overdoing it, Right? You're, you're exaggerating here, what goes in our house. Really? Okay. So let, let's stop for a second. Let's stop for a second. I'm going to give you a story that I heard from uh, by Morgenstern there at Sistrell. Uh, I don't know if it's a true story or it's not a true story, but I think it brings out a great point. Listen to this. What happens is this guy um, tells his wife, he's like, he's just, this guy is so OCD about the door being locked. He's the door being locked door has to be locked and checks it in again and again you know some ne- neighborhoods really are dangerous this particular neighborhood wasn't so dangerous and he wants to make sure that the door is locked every night so he, he usually goes to sleep first I mean it depends on what goes on because he has a shear in the morning so many times he goes to sleep first and his wife goes to sleep later and uh, he always says to his wife please before you go to sleep make sure the door is locked and he tells her over and over and over again so, and she does that but one morning he goes to davening he's going to shear, you know Here's the that going in the morning to a Dafya Mishir at five o'clock in the morning, but look at listen to how he acts to his wife. Okay, whatever. In any case, he's going to Dafya Mishir. He goes to the door, he opens, about to open the door, he says the door is unlocked. Door's, he's raging. This guy is so angry. What a chutzpah. My wife leaves I told her, I tell her again and again, you know, people could break in, it's it's a dangerous place. People how come she left the door unlocked? It's so unsafe. And I told her he's so upset and he couldn't contain himself in his anger in his cuss, he runs upstairs wakes up his wife and he says to her how dare you and she's like well, what are you talking about like, how dare you? you you left the door unlocked you know how important it is you know people could have broken I don't understand what's your problem some those this guy has right she looks at him she's like half awake she's like what are you talking about I locked the door yeah you locked the door think about it You did not- I locked the door why are you getting so upset at me I locked the door I- impossible I just went to the door and I'm telling you right now it was unlocked there's nobody else you're the last one that goes to sleep. I don't understand. This is what he's saying to his wife. And she's like, think about it for a second. Just stop, 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 stop. Think of it. I lock the door. Someone else must have opened it. I don't know, but I didn't do it. So he thinks to himself. And he's like, so who could have done this? Like, what are you talking about? As he's thinking, he's saying to himself, oh, whoa. 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 You know, she might be right. Oh, boy, she's right. Actually, what happened was last night... I woke up a little bit later, two hours later, I, was, I forgot to check the mail in the morning. I was expecting something very important in the mail. I walked out to, ch- to, to go to the mailbox to get the, get the mail, and I came back in, and I left the door open. And he looks at his wife, he goes, yeah, yeah, whatever, never mind. And he just goes, and he walks away, and he goes to his dafiyon First of all, the chutzpah of a guy to wake up his wife in the morning for such a stupidity, it's a chutzpah. But secondly, forget about that chutzpah. Secondly, did you see how he blamed his wife Automatically he has tightness. And how come? And why? Forget about did you? It, it, we're already how come? Why? How dare you? You see how he jumped a gun? He like skipped steps. Skip, 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 skip. And then when he finds out that it was just him, it's all fine. He's not upset at himself. It's fine. He probably forgot. He didn't think about it. It's all okay. It's all just fine. Isn't it amazing that when it comes to us, it's just fine. It's just fine. So I messed up. Big deal. Why are you getting so upset at me? Right? Why are you getting so upset? Someone comes to you with tightness. People come to us with tightness. Right away, we're not going to say you're right, you're wrong. I'm sorry. It wasn't my fault. I didn't realize. I thought you meant this. I thought you meant that. There's a million and a half excuses. There's a million and a half excuses. But when it comes to Yanom, when it comes to the other person, it's how dare you. Why didn't you come on time? You promised me you're going to be on time. How come you're rushing me to the wedding when you're not on time yourself? How come you didn't leave me money this morning? Why is it when I go into the car the gas tank is on empty? Why didn't you fill it up for me yesterday? How come the socks are on the floor? How come the meal is not ready? How come you didn't pick up my dress from the cleaners when I told you to do it? How come? I want to know. And you know what that is? That's playing the blame game. And I'm sorry to say many times it's really sinas if not totally sin because if it was you you would give yourself a nice pretty excuse but if the other person now already how come and why and it's not fair and blaming and blaming and blaming and blaming and blaming some more now if you're listening to me right now and you're thinking to yourself oh this is not me i don't do that i really don't do that i don't blame and i'm like that i only get upset when the person really deserves it first of all you're fooling yourself i'm sorry to say you're really fooling yourselves because I can show you many instances when it came to you it's fine but when it comes to the other person oh boy oh boy I'm cooking and by the way this is a natural reaction I'm not having any times I'm not trying to you know point fingers at anybody whereas this is natural human psychology this, this is the Eitzar, the who created us but we have to realize that most of our rage R-A-G-E most of our upsetness I can't believe you did that can't believe you're acting like that I can't believe that this house is so schmalty when I told you to leave the air conditioner on or I can't believe that you're just making me problems because of this, that, the other thing All that can't believe and that strong resentment, I'm telling you most of it is sinas chinam because if it was you, you would have a million and a half defenses but when it comes to the other person, it's you are at fault it is your problem and you know what's happening here? it's kamta and bar kamta. listen to me, this is very, very important what's really happening and the cause of all of this is because you know what just happened? Instead of instead of husband and wife instead of us being one and connected and unified what just happened is we completely separated from each other. Right now it's me and then there's you. It's not it's not we're not talking about that we're one unit anymore. It's not husband and wife like with Arya Levine and he comes into the doctor and he says our wife's foot our wife's foot is, is hurting us. That's gone. That's gone. Right now, I have tinus. I have tinus. I have tinus on you. I'm very upset at you. And I can't believe what you did. And the message that you're basically communicating to your wife, or your husband for that matter, is I disagree with what you did. I feel very far from you. And you are not a good person. You're a bad person. And even if you're not saying that, because I know many times you'll say like, whoa, whoa, why, why is my wife getting so upset? I didn't say she's a bad person. I'm just upset about whatever happened. Why is she flipping out on me? I don't get it. Why is she so upset? Well, you know what? The message that you're portraying is that we are not together anymore. You're over there, and I'm over here. It's it. we're disconnected. And you know what happens? You're basically—it's a kmitza. Basically, you're separating yourself. And when you separate yourself, that's when the Shekhinah runs away. That's when the kli that's machzik bracha is not there anymore. It disintegrates. That's when the machlokas evolves, and that's chas we where you know. Many not good things happen. Many not good things happen, and the children of course get affected. So the point of the matter over here is that it happens in your house on a daily basis. Daily. Even if you listen to this on Monday night, Tisha B'Av is over. It happens. It happens. The basic mission has not been rebuilt. Let's start in our homes. Let's start in our houses. Let's start the achdus, the shleimis, the rebuilding of the base Hamikdash. Let's do it in our house. You don't have to go out to the base Medish. And of course, this, everything I say, and you know, somebody was telling me the other day, he said, Rebbe Greenfield, you know, a lot of your skills and tools, I'm not married, but I use it with my friends. I use it with other people I, I, in the base Medish. My is true, great. It's not, it doesn't have to be only with your husband or your wife. The reason I'm talking about marriage, because marriage is so vulnerable, marriage is so potent, and marriage has the ability to... To bring the Shekhinah and create such a tremendous amount of kedusha, like anything powerful, like something nuclear, right? Nuclear power can light up a city and nuclear power could destroy a city. We know that's happened, right? <laughs> it lights up cities in Japan and it dest- actually destroys cities in Japan as well. So the point, the point of the matter is, is that what? It, it can happen. It happens constantly in our homes. If not full-blown sinas khinam you hear me? If not full-blown sinas khinam partial seneskinah. And I guarantee you, at the point of impasse, you hear me now? This is very important. Right when the impasse happens, those of you who don't understand what the word impasse means, right when the gridlock happens, you come home and you see that your wife didn't prepare the meal, when you asked her a million times to prepare the meal for you after Shabbos uh, davening, and because the Rav speaks long, and you get hungry, you don't eat before davening, and you come home and the meal's not ready, and you're like all upset. You're all upset? I'm telling you part of that upsetness Upsetness is us, you know. Uh unquestionably so, and I'll explain you why. This is all psychological. Something called attachment theory, and it's funny because this is all part of the social sciences. That what this is, you know, and this is expanded by by, by many many prolific therapists and psychologists. Um, amongst them, Sue Johnson and others, who who, who explain wh- what is attachment theory. Attachment theory is is the need of attachment that we all have since we're born infants have the need of attachment with their mother's or father's primary caregivers. As you grow older, you want to feel that your mommy loves you, Tati loves you, etc. Then you get adolescent, you don't care about mommy and Tati anymore. <laughs> well, not always, but you know now it's all your friends. You have that need for attachment from your friends. You want your friends to like you and, or your Rabaim or your teachers. And if they don't, it could cause some catastrophic consequences. And then that need of attachment sort of transfers itself to your wife or to your husband. Now, if you've had damaged attachment um, processes when you were young, what's going to happen is you're going to become extremely needy when you get married. You hear me? Extremely needy. And if you have a husband or a wife that's extremely sensitive and extremely needy, Always wants to spend time with you, constantly calling you up, asking you, where are you, what's going on, tell me, and like very, very needy. Or you have a husband who's just like, oh boy, he's got an extremely short temper, intolerant, his sensitivity dial is like a 9.9 out of 10. It just completely, completely acting like a bear. Under normal circumstances, chances are he didn't have a healthy attachment as a child. I'm telling you, chances are. This is just MS. It's just MS. That's why it's so important to have you validate your kids, to love your kids, to make them feel like they're something, like they're Epis. But regardless of whether you have a healthy attachment or not healthy attachment, when you get married, it's not just the bus driver got upset at you. It's not like your friend gets upset at you. Your husband, you expect more from your husband. Your wife, you expect more from your wife. Because what do you mean? It's my wife. It's my husband. And it hurts. It hurts. Why does it hurt? Because like I can't believe that they didn't do this. I asked him a million times. Like He doesn't care. Obviously, he doesn't care about me. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's an interpretation. It's the truth. He doesn't care about me. You don't feel it like that about, about others, but here it hurts a lot. And because of that hurt, that hurt is going to be projected into anger. You hear me? It's going to be projected into anger, into chaos, into resentment, which is going to be unjustified. You hear me? Sinas chinam is unjustified. And that's why you should never, ever react during the impasse, during the gridlock, during when you come right back. Always give yourself some time always because I'm telling you now unquestionably that your upsetness is unjustified okay maybe you have a reason to be upset but the way you're upset right now is completely unjustified and if you're going to let it out right now on your wife oh boy you're going to start machlokas in the house oh boy forget about it they're going to be rockets flying and the kids are going to are, are going to feel them as well control yourselves control yourselves don't do it for you know do it for kadosh baruchu, do it for your wife or your husband do it for yourself or just do it for your kids you hear me Control yourselves. Don't let it out. Control yourselves. Give yourself time. I'm giving you real skills and tools here. Give yourself time. If you don't give yourself time, I can almost guarantee you it's gonna be sinas chinam. You hear this? I mean, it's a very strong statement here, but I'm, I'm feeling very confident about it. And that is what the reason it's gonna be sinas chinam is because it's overrated. There's a word, overrated. You you hear that word, overrated? It's overrated you're way too angry you're way too upset and, and you're going to let her know and you know what you're doing is you're separating yourself from her far far away you're throwing her to the other end of the world when you're going to start talking to her that way just the way you're talking forget about what you say you know, Rabbi Greenfield what do you mean I know what to say you gave me the formula no 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 not for now not during the impasse during the impasse you let it go you let it go now I, I just want to tell you something over here um, like this I just want to tell you that don't be silly. This is going to happen to you. You know, you anybody who's listening to me who's married, by the way, it's going to happen to every single person. Every single person. I don't care if you have the best marriage in the world. There's going to be an impasse. There's going to be a gridlock. Why? Because that's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's way of testing us. Hashem is giving us an opportunity to bring kedusha into our home or chas the opposite. So all these scenarios. Where whether it's the air conditioner, the window, the socks, the, the, the shaving all over the, the, the sink, whether it's the, the the refrigerator doesn't have cold drinks, whether it's the fact that you're not learning with the kids, the fact that I have to deal with the kids and you're not helping me with the kids, the fact that you come late, the fact that you don't pay attention to me, all this stuff is a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting system is what they say, right? So you think like this, this is a test of a Baruch Hu giving you to bring Kedusha into the world, either you're going to take the test and succeed or you're going to fail and it's going to happen to you. Whoever's listening to me right now at 11.45 or whatever time it is on Monday night, it's going to happen to you. If not today, tomorrow, the next day, I could almost guarantee you, almost uh, practically guarantee you, it's going to happen to you where you're going to be tested to be upset at your wife or to be upset at your husband. It's just just going to happen. It happens. And then we have to control ourselves. Are we going to make a kamitza? Are we going to make a distance? Or are we going to control ourselves? And what am I supposed to do? So I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do, number one, number one is give yourself time. You hear me here? Give yourself time. Time. That's like the most important, important thing to do is to give yourself time. Because you're not ready. You're just not ready for the fight if you want to fight and you shouldn't fight and you're not ready to express yourself and you're just so, so upset. You're just so upset. I, I, I see this, you know, I want to tell you. Um, I see this with couples all the time where they'll always tell me, oh, we had a fight, And how did it start? It started over, over something very silly. Like, all the big fights start over something very, very silly. That's how it starts. It starts over something very, very silly. Really, it started over something silly, so why didn't you control yourself? I'm asking you, why didn't you control yourself, huh? No, I couldn't control myself because whatever. So I'm telling you, it always starts over something very, very silly. And then we react and then she reacts back and I react back and she reacts back and back and forth and then it escalates and then it becomes nasty that's what happens that's what happens and then we want to rebuild the base of midrash, and we're saying ourselves oh yeah we're gonna rebuild the base of midrash." you know we're gonna fast on Tisha B'Av and cry and then the base of midrash will be rebuilt really do you guys know that this Tisha B'Av is gonna be challenging yeah it's gonna be challenging and if you've had if you are listening to me on Monday night it's been challenging why because you don't eat when you don't eat you have your hats on right you say hungry angry tired or stressed you don't eat you got your you got your hats on oh you have your hats on you're going to be intolerant you're going to be impatient you're going to lose nerves so you're going to say we're going to say Eicha. we're going to say Kinis. for those of you who say Kinis, a long time in the morning right you can't do it I don't know but you say Kinis, in the morning you come back home right so you're hungry what are you what are you going to do are we going to come home to our wives and we're going to say to them, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's everything going? Are we going to show them love? Or are we going to come home like completely ignoring them because I am so tired because I just sat on the floor for who knows how many hours and I have to go to sleep right now before mincha. I have to go to sleep. Hello, what were you just saying for the past three hours? You were lamenting about what? About the destruction of the of Yisrael, about all the terrible tragedies that happened to the B'nai Israel? Well, the Gemara Yuma tells us that it was caused of Senas Chinam. So, don't you want to fix it? Like, seriously, of course we want to fix it. Of course we want to fix it. But I'm going to give you right now a little more of a formula to deal with your caste. It's Because it's going to happen. Okay, like this. Like this, like this, like this, like this. Right when it happens and you get upset, I am giving you right now a formula to challenge your sinas chinam. And, and again, those of you who are just joining the show, I'm telling you, part of your resentment towards your wife or towards your husband, I'm telling you, has some sinas chinam in there. Because if it was you who did the same thing, you would have a lot of excuses. But for someone else, it's not you or me. It's, that's the way Akadosh Baruch wires our brains. To test us. So right away, we feel so upset. Like, I can't believe it like seriously it's before Tisha B'Av and, and, and you're going to tell me that what on Shabbos right we're going to say that what that, that, that you didn't prepare any like a normal meal before Tisha B'Av like how am I supposed to like fast I thought you were going to prepare like a nice Shalash of this and you didn't prepare a nice Shalash of this it's really like not right like seriously what were you thinking whatever it is whatever it is I'm telling you you're not ready you're not ready give yourself time time is the best weapon when it comes to Ka'as give yourself time I'm not one of those rabbis who's going to tell you you shouldn't be upset. You really shouldn't be upset. And if you would have real emuna, then you wouldn't be upset. You know why I'm not telling you that? I'll tell you why I'm not telling you that. Not because it's not true. It is true. It's very, very true. If you would have real emuna, you would know everything comes from Hashem. The fact that there's no food right now not because your wife didn't prepare it. The fact that your husband didn't leave you money not because it's his fault. It's all because Who are you blaming? But I know it's not always practical. It's th- th- that level of emuna is not always practical. It's true. And if you can reach that, go for it like Hillel Zaken. But practically, I'm telling you what to do. Number one, give yourself time. Number two, walk away from the situation. Listen to me. If it's something that really, really bothers you, walk away from the situation. Go to a different room. There's always a different room. And if you can't find a different room because you're in a bungalow, Kali, there's always one room. Go outside. Listen to me. I'm telling you what to do with your stress and with your anger, with your coughs to prevent sinas chinam and to prevent machlokas in your house. Walk outside. Go to a different room. Close your eyes and breathe deeply for five cycles while touching and holding your stomach. I'm not telling you this as oh, it's a cute idea that Rabbi Greenfield thought about. This is heavy DBT. This is a lot of therapeutical processes that I'm telling you here right now that what that can help you has been proven, statistic after statistic. I also used to laugh at this in the beginning. I really did. I really, really, I used to laugh at this. Like, come on, breathe. Come on. I'm going to breathe. And I'm going to feel better. Come on, cut it out. It works. It works. Let's not, you know, you can make fun of it from today until tomorrow. You could say it's awkward, but you know what? It works. You're because, I'm telling you, your heartbeat, your heartbeat has elevated itself. Your blood pressure is up. Your pulse is up. Your body is raging. The hormones in your, in your head are all over the place. I'm telling you right now, you got to calm yourself down you got to calm yourself down. But do you hear how I'm saying it? I'm not telling you calm yourself down and say to yourself, it's not her fault, so she didn't cook the meal right, or she didn't uh, leave the AC on, or whatever it is. I'm not telling you that because I know that doesn't work. I'm just being practical with you. I know it does work. What does work is go step into a different room and say, say, give me a couple of seconds. And your wife has to know this. Your husband has to know that you're going to give yourself some time. I, I just need a couple of seconds. Go to the other room and just calm yourself down yourself. If you could be my there and just walk on, great. But otherwise, go to the other room, close your eyes, breathe deeply for five cycles. <sighs> While you're holding your stomach and you're going to see, you're going to relax. You can't, by the way, it works for sure. Because <laughs> you're going to relax. Even to to some point, or at least you could give yourself more time. You see, the point of breathing is to give yourself more time. Do you hear this? It's, I, I'm not silly. I know good and well you won't, you won't probably you won't be able to be mavatar yet if it was a big issue. It was a big hot item issue, right? You won't be able to be mavatar. But you'll be able to give yourself more time after you breathe because your body was raging. It's like, it's like the overheated car, right? Those of you who drive cars and all of a sudden the car overheats. For those of you who drive older cars, I've had a lot of experience with this. And all are on the highway, all of a sudden you see that like, whoa, the car is overheating big time. You see the car is overheating, right? And you just stop the car and you just gotta cool it down so you know you open the thing and, 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 and the smoke is going out The smoke, you let the smoke go out, you let that, all that all that go out and then you start putting water in it just to, to cool it down a little bit just to cool the engine down you don't know what's gonna happen the car might work, the car might not work but you gotta cool it down, you gotta put it the coolant, let it vent a little bit and cool same thing with our bodies okay so just go to the other room breathe deeply five cycles while closing your eyes and filling your stomach expand slowly and then, say to yourself, it's going to be okay, this is all from kaddish Baruch Hu. this is all from kaddish Baruch Hu. Say to yourself, it's from Hashem. That's the most effective mantra in my mind, and you're going to see that that's going to calm yourself down and it's going to give you an ability to give yourself more time because that's what you need. Because that's what you need. You need more time. When you calm yourself down and you've done that, then you have the ability to behaviorally calm yourself down. What do I mean by that? After that, you have time to just maybe listen to some music. If you're a man and you like exercising, just go walk around the block. Just, you know, exercise a little bit, maybe some jumpy dance, listen to music, read a book, calm yourself down. It's okay. It's fine. You don't have to bring Machlokas into the house, even if it's something that, oh boy, I can't believe you did that again. Oh boy, I can't believe he did that again. If you can move on with life, move on in life. You don't need to read the book. You don't need to listen to music. Fine. And then you can digest what's really bothering you. And ask yourself the following questions. Here's an important question. What happened to me before I got upset? What was going on in my life? What happened today? Why am I upset? Did anything else happen in my life today? Oh, yeah. The truth is traffic was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. I wanted to make it home on time. And I felt really bad. My wife, I promised my wife I'm going to come home on time. And it just... There was so much traffic. And the truth is, I'm just really feeling very guilty about myself. And I'm displacing my guilt on my wife. That's really what's going on. And I'm just displacing. So you have to ask yourself, what happened before the impasse? Is it possible that what's really frustrating me is distress from before? Maybe I got a bunch of bills. Maybe my boss is upset at me. Maybe something happened today where I'm just financially pressured. Maybe I'm not really upset at her. I'm just upset because there's so many expenses and I can't deal with all these expenses. It's just so hard for me. And I'm displacing all of this on my wife. Is that what's going on? What's really bothering me? Is there any way I could defend my wife for this? Is there any way I could defend my wife? Now sometimes, I just want to let you know, if, you've, if you're on a very high madruga in your marriage, and really it's a high madruga of knowing yourself, you can do this. I'm telling you, you can do this. You can say to yourself, I am so upset at my wife right now. I am so upset at my wife, but the truth is, she didn't do anything. But I'm upset. I feel resentment. I don't know why I feel resentment. Now your mind is going to be begging you to find a reason why you're upset at your, at your spouse. Do you hear me? I'm talking about high level over here. This hap- Ladies, this is true for you too. You're so upset at your husband. You're so upset at him. How dare he do that? How dare he talk to me like that? How dare he do that with the kids? In front of the kids, he embarrasses me like that? You're so upset. You're so upset. Okay, that's legitimate. But sometimes there's going to be situations where you're upset at him. You don't even know why you're upset at him. You're just upset at him. And you're trying to find reasons why you're upset at him. And you're just going to say to yourself, Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not in a good mood. I'm really in a horrible mood right now. Ha. Moshe, I'm just in a very bad mood right now. I'm sorry, I'm just in a very bad mood. Take accountability. Take accountability. I'm, in, I'm just in a very bad mood. I'm sorry. It's not you. I'm just in a very, very bad mood. Because you know something? If you were in court and she was your she was your client or he was your client, I'm telling you, you would have found a defense. You would have found a defense. I heard a beautiful thing from Rabbi Twersky. He says like this. He says, you know, in a court case, a court case will never adjourn. Uh, uh, excuse me, take place. Uh, a court place in Yiddishkeit and also by non-Jews what? There's, there's no such sure thing as a court case without a prosecutor and a lawyer you need both you need a prosecutor and a lawyer every time you're upset at your wife there's a prosecutor oh boy there's a prosecutor the prosecutor is ready to attack I'm going to tell you every reason why you're wrong and I'm right but there's no there's no defense attorney there's no attorney there's no attorney there's no one defending her why? because right now you are so upset at her there's no defense. There's nothing to talk about. I'm so upset at you. She's going to defend herself? <laughs> I ask you a question. Do people defend themselves in court? It doesn't work. You need a lawyer, right? Same thing. You you cannot You cannot negotiate. You cannot... Nothing. Nothing. You must give yourself time up to a point where you will be able to defend her. Do you hear me? Up to a point that you'll be able to say to your wife, I know you didn't mean it or you probably didn't realize... You probably didn't think about it. That's the point where maybe, and I'm saying a big maybe, because you're be meem Then that maybe if you have to negotiate, you'll negotiate. But there's no, there's no defense. There's no defense. It's not fair for her. It's not fair for her. It's not fair for your wife. Ladies, it's not fair for your husbands either. Just to, just to spill the beans, flip out, just to be able to say whatever I want to say, because that's the way I am. I vent and I didn't get better. No, 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 no. No, don't do that. Give yourself time. Go outside, breathe deeply. I'm telling you it works. Calm yourself down by listening to music. Ask yourself, what happened before? Am I really upset at my husband or am I upset at my kids because they were driving me crazy today? This kid that continues to change his diaper. This kid I took to the doctor. There was no health insurance. I'm so upset. Not really at my husband. It's true. So ask yourself those questions and that's when you'll be able to get to a point of connection. That's when you'll be able to get to a point where you realize, you know what? The truth of the matter is it's really not my husband. I just had a really bad day. I just had a really bad day. That's it. I just had a really bad day. And if you can't defend your husband, if you can't defend your wife after that impasse, after the occurrence, if you can't defend them at all, <coughs> I'm telling you, Do you hear me? Why am I saying, at least a whistle, if not a lot. Why? Because Even in the worst, worst, worst situations, the Sanhedrin would not be able to say that someone is guilty. There has to be one member of the Sanhedrin. One person said, no, I have a defense for him. The worst of the worst, we're talking about people who are doing crazy, crazy things to them. There has to be someone who defends. There has to be someone who defends. So if you cannot find a defense for your husband or defense for yourself, but we mean Rabbi Greenfield, he's attacking me. He's acting like an animal. My, my husband's like literally attacking me now. Not, not Sean, physically, but verbally. He's, he's criticizing me. He's attacking me. Well, you know what? Did he eat? Did he drink? Is he tired? What else is going on in his life right now? What else? Did he, did he have to pay bills? Did he get into a big fight? Does he have issues from his childhood? There could be a million and a half reasons. If you cannot bring up that defense, albeit the fact that you're upset at him, but if you cannot bring up that defense, that means you are not ready to go to court. If you're not ready to go to court, you got to give yourself some time. I'm telling you, it, you'll never be ready right away. You'll never be ready right away. You know, There's always a little bit sinaschina. So what do I want to tell you? What I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is as follows we have an opportunity. Even if you are to this on Monday night, to rebuild the base of mikdash, to bring shechina in your house. Just because it's Monday night doesn't mean that everything is fine, ladies and gentlemen. You know there are issues. There are issues. Whatever the issues are, who doesn't have issues? There could be small issues. There could be big issues. It could be your children annoying you. It could be the fact that you don't have money. It, it could be a million things. You want to bring bracha into your house? Listen to me. The next time you get upset at your husband, the next time you get upset at your wife, be if you cannot be mivater, give yourself time. And during that time, number one, go outside, take a couple of deep breaths, five cycles, close your eyes and hold your stomach and take deep breaths. After that, you need more time? Calm yourself down with some music or something. You need more time? Question yourself. Why am I upset? Am I really upset at my husband about this or am I upset about something that happened before? And just let it go. Be mivater. Thank you for listening. Have an easy and meaningful fast. This is Mirabai It's Greenfield. All the best. Have an amazing week and we should see and bring the goola the car of manish